Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Hey you, welcome back to episode number 88 of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. Just me today, but I am sharing a really, really groundbreaking topic with you today. I'm going to share three barriers that I know are standing between you and your breakthrough. Because I have seen these three barriers pop up in the lives of my clients and prospective clients over and over and over again. And I don't want these three barriers to hold you back anymore from reaching your full potential, from achieving your big, powerful goals, or from feeling your best in your beautiful and unique body. So are you ready for this? Three barriers that are keeping you stuck in the suck. And we're going to address them. We're going to call them out today so that you can move past these big barriers and have the breakthrough you've been waiting for. Barrier number one is you are stuck in fair weather, fat loss, la la land. (laughs) And I totally made that up, but here's what it means. You really want to reach your goal. It's important to you, but now's just not the right time. And I get it. There are times when your sustainable fat loss goal, your body composition goals, and your relationship with food goals do need to take a backseat to other life obligations and demands. I get it. But there will never be a perfect, best, just right time. As my girl Angie Lee likes to say, ready is a lie. And you have to jump all in before you feel ready, knowing that you're the author of your own story. I hear women say things like, I will or I'll get to it when life slows down. When the kids go back to school, when my schedule gets sorted, when my kitchen remodel is finished, (laughs) I've heard it all. I actually remember one prospective client telling me on a discovery call that she wasn't ready to commit to her goals, even though they meant a lot to her, because she likes waiting to start things at the start of a new season. What? (laughs) You decide when a new season starts in your life. And that new season can start today, right this very second, or six months from now, 12 months from now, or potentially never. You can't just show up when things feel easy, or you will always be stuck in fair weather, fat loss, la la land. Meaning, yeah, you might be successful in the short term, but you'll never learn how to work through the hard days how to get through the rough weeks, or how to keep showing up during the really busy, ugly months. That, my friend, is where long-term sustainable progress is created. When instead of giving up because things got hard, you persevere. Maybe you scale back, you commit to doing your best, but you refuse to quit. 
And this is why I say this all the time, but honestly, it is the truth. I'm so freaking proud of my one-on-one -on -one rock stars this year, more so than usual, although I'm always proud of them because while so many people have just checked out or canceled 2020 mentally due to the countless curveballs and stressors that have been thrown our way, these rock stars have continued to show up maybe with more pauses and with more maintenance phases than they might like, right? Because, hey, life is hard right now. But rather than quitting, they've continued showing up every day in the best way they know how. And because of that, they will be successful no matter what life throws at them in the future. I have worked with clients through the hardest seasons of life, divorces, the loss of loved ones, traumas, injuries, illnesses, financial hardships, and even through a freaking pandemic. And it's because these individuals choose to keep showing up, learning how to feel the suck, embrace the suck, and still show up anyway, refusing to wait for fairer weather, that I know they will be successful long-term. That's, that's it. Like if you know and you learn how to keep showing up even when life is shitty, there's nothing that you cannot overcome. There is nothing that will stand in your way of maintaining your progress once you create the outcomes you desire. But if you're in fair weather, fat loss, la la land, you're always going to be stuck on that hamster wheel where you're successful when things feel easy, breezy, and sunny and shiny. But oh, then life happens. And I just, nope, oh, it's not a good time for me right now. Stop. Get off that fair weather, fat loss train and start showing up every day, no matter how bad, terrible, or ugly that day is in the best way you can. And hey, your best is going to look different day to day. Sometimes just showering and washing my hair is a big win. You know, <laughs> that's okay. I'm still showing up though. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. Barrier number two is you're making it a numbers game when it's really a deep-rooted emotional issue. You're asking questions or you're Googling things like, how many calories should I eat? What foods do I need to stay away from? What superfoods are really important right now? What kind of exercise do I need to do? How can I get more self-control and discipline? But you're asking the wrong questions. You're looking for a solution on the surface when the answer is much deeper down in why you struggle and why you haven't yet reached your goal and why you don't have a healthy relationship with food to begin with and why you think poorly of yourself, even when you're a freaking badass. On a coaching call yesterday, a client and I were talking about emotional eating and rather than giving her blanket solutions of things she could do instead, I asked her when her emotional eating started and she told me it was over 11 years ago after she lost a parent. Emotional eating was her lifeline to navigate her grief of someone she loved and cherished dearly. Do you think that her emotional eating is just going to go away if she doesn't dig into that and she tries some crazy diet culture solution like chewing gum instead? No, we have to do the deep work. We have to dive into those emotions, figure out when it started and what it was helping her with at the time, and then find a more effective coping mechanism for those emotions now, because it isn't serving her anymore, even though it once did. Another client and I were talking about her lack of progress 
And we had an honest conversation where I asked, do you really believe that you're capable of reaching your goal? And you know what she said? No, not really. She'd been putting in work for months, but she has no belief in herself because she's been dieting since she was eight years old. And she's been let down by diet after diet for decades. Do you think that my telling her to simply be more consistent is going to solve what she's experiencing? No! Dieting and failure is all she knows. And there's no amount of boot camp style coaching that's going to fix her disbelief in herself. We have to do the hard work and rewrite the story she's telling about her ability to make progress and create change. And I'll throw my own experience in here. My eating disorder, as many of you know, developed because of my need for control. My brother was addicted to heroin and I had no idea how to accept that reality and match it with this idealistic picture I had of my very close-knit family growing up. Do you think people telling me to simply eat more or stop exercising helped me at that point in time? I can tell you for a fact it didn't because it wasn't ever about the food. It was about what was going on underneath. I had to accept and begin healing from my grief and from my trauma, the triggers for my eating disorder before recovery was possible. It's not about the food, my friend. Food is just the easy and very accessible solution we use to gain control over situations that leave us feeling out of control. Food is just the easy and very accessible solution we use to feel comforted in situations that leave us feeling uncomfortable. Food is just the easy and very accessible solution we use to feel close to something in situations that leave us feeling alone or isolated. If you're making it all about the food and just the nutrition science, you're missing the big picture. This is not simply a numbers game. Many of us who have issues, problems, conflict in our relationships with food have deep-rooted emotional issues that we need to work through rather than run from. And that barrier, until you knock it down, is always going to stand in your way. And barrier number three is that you're still ashamed of failure. Maybe you gained weight. Maybe you ate a meal that left you feeling worse than ever. Maybe you slipped and fell back into disordered eating habits. Maybe you stuffed yourself so full and you made yourself sick. All of these things, according to diet culture, mean you fail, you flunk, you fall off the wagon. Dishonor. Dishonor on your whole family. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. (laughs) Any Disney fans out there? No, just me. Okay. I'm totally letting my inner nerd shine. I grew up on Disney. That is a quote from Mulan, if you didn't get that. But you understand the point. The shame that you feel from failure leads you down the shame spiral. And you feel obligated to blow up the whole day, the whole week, the whole month, and start over again. Only there is no starting over. This is your life. And it doesn't restart ever. And if you're listening to this, yours hasn't ended yet. So stop living like you're in a video game where you get limitless lives and start learning from your failure. So you gained weight. Okay. Why? 
Does that make sense given the consistent effort you put in this week? Or could it be a water weight fluctuation? So you ate a meal that left you feeling gross. Okay, why? What was the trigger? Were you distracted or were you being mindful in that moment? So you slipped back into old disordered eating habits. Okay, why? What was the process that led you there? And how can we use that to make a different decision the next time that occurs? So you stuffed yourself past fullness and got sick. Okay, why? What was going through your brain at the time? Were you aware and listening to your body? All failure is feedback. And you've heard me say that before, but I don't think you get just how powerful that is because you can't mess this up. As long as you commit to keep going, which circles us back to barrier number one, you can't mess up. Sure, you can fail. You can make a mistake, but if you commit to turning that into a lesson and learning from it, it only serves you more. It makes you exponentially more successful because you repeatedly pressing restart just keeps you on that merry-go-round to nowhere. Everybody fails. Everybody messes up. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody. You are not special. I mean, you are very, very special, but you're not excluded from this very human condition that is failure. Get over it (laughs) and stop letting shame take over when you fail and start turning it into an opportunity to propel yourself forward. I have personally learned far more from my failures, even the really painful failures, especially the really painful failures than I ever have from success. And I imagine if you took the time to sit down with yourself and actually get curious about your failures, you would realize that the same is true for you. But instead of doing that, instead of getting curious and figuring out how we can turn that failure into feedback and use it to propel our progress moving forward, we run from it. We put our blinders on because we feel shame and guilt because that's what diet culture tells us we should feel and we learn nothing from it. So we're setting ourselves up to make the same mistake over and over and over again. And friend, I say this to you out of love. I truly do because I used to avoid doing anything I knew I wasn't going to be immediately successful at. It's true. If I knew I wasn't going to be good, I wouldn't do it. And that's a terrible way to live. So don't. Three barriers standing between you and your big breakthrough. You're stuck in fair weather, fat loss, la la land. You're making your progress a numbers game when it's really a deep emotional issue. And you're still ashamed of failure. So my three tips for you today Number one, learn how to show up even when life feels shitty and stressful. PSA, accountability really helps. Tip number two, dig deep and get dirty exploring why you do what you do rather than simply blaming yourself for behavior that you don't like or doesn't feel good. And number three, start seeing failure as a launch pad to learning how to make that same mistake less often in the future.
And I promise you, I promise you from the bottom of my heart that you will finally break through your frustrating battle with food and sustainable fat loss if that's your goal. And you will begin to create all that you're capable of confidently and sustainably. Take some time today. Truly take some time. Life will just keep speeding right along if you don't ever pause to be mindful. So take some time to think about which of these three barriers might be standing between you and a really big breakthrough in your relationship with food and in your relationship with your body and in your progress and commit to doing something about it. Take action. My most successful clients have a superpower and that superpower is their speed of implementation. They don't wait days or weeks to apply what they learn on our coaching calls. They do it right away. Even if it's imperfectly, even if it's messy, they show up immediately. P.S. If you get my weekly nutrition with Nicole newsletters, you have heard this already, but for those of you who don't or missed it, I am currently working on something pretty special and pretty big. I'm not quite ready to share all the details with you yet, but what I'm working on This is something I'm really passionate about because I am going to help you transform from chronic disappointed dieter to confident, mindful eater, never needing to diet or deprive ever again. This is the transformation that I want to help you make. And if you're ready to learn how to finally master that mindset muscle so it serves you rather than sabotages you, grow your consistency into one of your strongest skills and confidently maintain the progress that you create for life, I want to encourage you to get your name on the exclusive access list. This means you will be the first to find out when details drop. And I'll go ahead and put that link in the show notes below. More details to come, but if you are ready to be a master at mindful eating and lifelong maintenance, this is for you. So little teaser there, make sure your name is on that list and work through these barriers, figure out what's holding you back because you're capable of so many amazing things. You just have to get out of your own way. Catch you on the flip side squad. Thank you for listening to this episode of the health, wealth, and wisdom podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.